Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. The psalmist said in Psalm 48, a song, that means we were all singing together, a song and a psalm for the sons of Korah, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. It's a song, which is an invitation for us to sing it together. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. And I got to believe that that's just not true for Jerusalem, the city of our God and the mountain of his holiness. But I think that there are two or three people in South Philly that know that the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Does our praise match the greatness of our God? Does our praise match the greatness of how the great God has been greatly good to you? Hallelujah. Great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised. From the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, the name of our Lord is to be praised. It's good news to know that we're on the winning side. It's amazing on Sunday afternoons when we cheer for the team that's winning because that's our team and we're repping with our jerseys. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Good morning, church. We're blessed to be in the service. The Lord has been blessing us. And I'm just in awe of of the children on this morning who encouraged us and challenged us, rebuked us. And the Lord is just full of delight at his babies who train up a child in the way that they should go. And imagine what it does for the kingdom that there are young people who are making a decision already what the Lord is going to do through them in their classrooms and in the years to come. Because they've already decided that ain't nobody going to turn them around. Some of us are still struggling with that, Reverend Pyfram. And sometimes the one we're most concerned about turning us around is us. But thanks be to God that the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Meet me in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter five. And I'll be reading from the NIV beginning at verse twelve. First Thessalonians first letter chapter five. 
beginning at verse 12 in the NIV, and it reads this way. Now, now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong but always strives to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. 16, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Simple title for God's word on this morning, give thanks. Give thanks. In 1958, theologian, uh, educator, and philosopher Howard Thurman offered up what he called a prayer of thanksgiving. And let me just read you a, a small part of it, a prayer of thanksgiving. He said, in part, today I make my sacrament of thanksgiving. I begin with the simple things of my days, fresh air to breathe, cool water to drink, the taste of food, the protection of houses and clothes, the comforts of home. For all these, he said, I make an act of thanksgiving this day. And similarly, it was the Apostle Paul who offered an act of thanksgiving as he wrote to the Christian community at Thessalonica some 2,000 years ago. In this epistle or this letter that we just read from in scripture, Paul gives thanks after hearing an encouraging report. He heard good news from co-laborer Timothy. The report was that that community, this community of converted Jews and converted Greeks had held fast to their profession of Jesus. They held fast to their confession of Jesus, church, even in the midst of great persecution, persecution that came because they believed on Jesus. Paul tells these brothers and sisters that they are a model, a model to other churches, Redeemer, because of their perseverance as they went through the days and the weeks suffering for the sake of the word. And he said, you did it with joy. And after he reminded them of all that they had encountered and all that they had overcome since they came together as a church, the apostle offered them these instructions that we read on this morning. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances for this. This is the will of God 
in Christ Jesus for you. Those instructions to those first century believers, church, resonate with our 21st century ears. And we asked God on this morning, what does it mean to give thanks? What is it, church? What is, what is the eternal command from heaven for us saying to us on this blessed Sunday morning? Just this week, I was reading a magazine, a local magazine, and I turned a page, and there was a full-page ad uh, sponsored by uh, Fine Wines and Good Spirits, which is affectionately known by some of us as, as the state store. I'm so glad y'all didn't leave me out there. And on camera, they can't tell who said that, and I didn't look up. But there was a full-page ad advertising the store and in an effort to get readers to come in and stock up with what they said, quote, to make this Thanksgiving a special one, unquote. I'm going to leave that where it is. But on the top of the ad, the banner said, gratitude is an attitude. You've heard similar sayings before, and yes, I don't dispute that it's true on this Sunday before Thanksgiving Day. We ought to have an attitude of gratitude. And, and, and yes, I do believe, I do believe that, that we should be grateful, and I, and I do think that we should be thankful. Uh, I do think that we should be mindful and aware of the favor on our behalf. Uh, but but, this, but this, this phrase in scripture that we just read in this epistle, this letter to this church from the hands of Paul, uh, give thanks in verse 18, it's a verb. We should be thankful, and, and we should be grateful, Reverend Python, but, but this give thanks, this, this is an action word. Give thanks. Eucharisteo, Eucharisteo, Eucharisteo. It, it's Greek, and it means to, to offer it up. It means to demonstrate your gratitude. It's the action, the act of giving thanks. It's the same word, it's the same word uh, that's used to describe what Jesus did at the Last Supper. Uh, Eucharisteo, you, you might have heard the word Eucharist. It's the same word, it means to give thanks. Give thanks. And we think about gospel, the, Matthew, uh, the gospel according to Matthew, one of the retellings of what happened at the Last Supper. And, and the Bible says in Matthew 15, uh, 36, it said, Then he took the seven loaves and the fishes, and when he had given thanks, he broke them. He broke them, and he gave them to the disciples, and they in turn to the people. Give, give thanks. And Matthew 26 and 27, uh, 26 and 27 said, then Jesus, still talking about Jesus, give thanks. You can restay. Oh, he, then he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink from it. Like we do a communion, all of you. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. It's active. It, it's alive. 
Ephesians even goes a little bit farther in chapter 5 and, and, and tells us to be filled, church, together, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves as we give thanks to God. So if you missed your opportunity during worship to collectively sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs as we gave thanks to God, perhaps you'll have another opportunity, the Lord, the Lord willing, today. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given, you know the song, Jesus Christ, his son. Give, give thanks, Pastor Paul. Give thanks, preacher. Sure, sure, I can do that. I got you, I got you. But, but let me just holler at you for a minute, uh, Minister D. Let me just ask you this question. Uh, um, under what circumstances, under, under just what conditions is it appropriate uh, for me to give thanks? Just, just I'm glad you asked. Because I want you to know that worship song that we just entered into, Give Thanks, it, it was written in, in, in 1978 by a, a young man who was in seminary named Henry Smith. And at the time in which Henry Smith wrote, Give Thanks with a grateful heart, Give Thanks to the Holy One, at the time in which he wrote that he was going through a difficult season in his own life. It was a time when he wasn't just in school, which in seminary, that's a struggle in, on its own, uh, Reverend Python, but, but he was struggling to find work, and, and, and he was living with an eye condition that would eventually leave him legally blind. Give thanks with a grateful heart, but you don't give thanks to the Holy One, but you don't understand. The Lord wants to ask us, church, what songs come out of you? What songs are written out of your difficult times? Verse 18 said, give thanks in all circumstances. What is it that we do, sisters and brothers? What, what do we do? What do we do in the, in the midst of persecution for righteousness sake? Did you hold your mule? Let me update that, meaning you, you didn't catch a case. This week, we're not going to name no names, but it came close, church. Come on, y'all tell the truth. Give thanks in all circumstances. Maybe you didn't say a mumbling word. Maybe you held your peace in all circumstances. Maybe, maybe in that moment you went high in Jesus when they went low, but you wanted to. You wanted to. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Holy Spirit kept you and you prayed for your enemies and, and those who spitefully used you. Maybe you did. Bless you. In all circumstances, 
He said, give thanks. Maybe you've been at the bottom, not just me. Maybe you've been at the bottom. Maybe you've been emptied out, poured out like a drink offering. Maybe maybe your bones have been broken like Jesus' bones were at Calvary. I don't know. Maybe you suffered the slings and arrows of the enemy. Maybe, maybe you took up your cross and carried it day by day. Maybe you decided that you would bear one another's burdens and sorrows. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you, maybe you, maybe you, your very own people, like these people in this church, maybe they turn their back on you when you confess the truth of Jesus. I don't know. But did you give thanks in every circumstance? Help us, Lord. In all circumstances, maybe you've been lied on. Maybe one or two people here been lied on or cheated or talked about or mistreated. Maybe you've been buked or scorned or talked about as sure as you were born. I don't know. And maybe you decided to allow the Lord to fight your battle. Maybe you fell down and got back up. And in all circumstances, we are told to give thanks. Because the truth is, the activity of giving thanks in all circumstances changes us. So we hear you, preacher, but how do we do it? How do we do that? How do we do it? Because they, oh, I'm right here. Is there a catch-22? Is there an asterisk and at the bottom? Jesus said you can give thanks in all circumstances except for the following. I don't see it. I didn't see it. And I look because I'm looking for a way out sometimes, y'all. In every circumstance, My neighbors decided to celebrate last night. It was 12, then it was 1, then it was 2, then it was 3. And I don't know if the anger kept me up or the noise, but or a combination of both. And then the Holy Spirit said, in all circumstances? Are you kidding me? You mean I got to live this thing I'm preaching tomorrow? Not all should be teachers, Reverend. And so I laid there in my bed while the rest of my family slept soundly. Not being petty at all. <laughs> Lord, you called me to such a great ministry assignment. Why can't I enjoy the slumber of the Lord? And he kept I'm not making this up. You know, you know, Reverend, when you go to preach. The Lord's, oh, this is what you're going to say? All right, here we go. And so I had to lay there. Okay, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm allowed, to, I'm alive to see the day go from Saturday to Sunday. Okay. Thank you, Lord. I'm not playing, y'all. Thank you, Lord, that my children, my family, I'm on the inside. I heard gunshots in the distance, but I'm safe in the house. Thank you, Lord. I had to force myself. We're not there yet. But the activity of giving thanks, it changes us. How do we do it? How do we make giving thanks a regular and a part of who we are? Giving thanks, it requires us to do some things. First, we got to change our perspective in the moment. When you're about to take off your earrings and grease up your face, 
You got to change your perspective, Church of Jesus. Even for just a moment, you got to change your perspective because sometimes, sometimes our natural eyes, sometimes they only see darkness. And we have to discipline our spiritual eyes. We have to force ourselves to see that there are glimpses of light all around us. And sometimes that's going to require you to change your perspective. What you've been looking at is not helping you. Where you're standing is not going to allow you to see the light that is all around you, that the Lord is present. Because Thessalonica, the situation may never change. But you've got to adjust your gaze, children of God. You've got to change your posture and your position. Maybe you have to go over here. Maybe you have to turn this way. Maybe you have to close your eyes. Maybe you have to back up. But you've got to get yourself in the right position so that your perspective sees the truth of the living God. And now, and now you can see God in the middle of it. Give thanks. Not only are we required to change our perspective sometimes, but do, I want you to know, God wants you to know that giving thanks helps us because it's an intentional act of recovery. That's the way he said it. It's an intentional, meaning on purpose, act of recovery. I don't know about you, but we need to recover from some things. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. This week did everything it could for me not to get to Sunday. An intentional act of recovery. Give thanks in all circumstances. Because in this life, we carry heavy burdens on our backs. Sometimes our shoulders get weighted down. And the act of thanksgiving is a momentary relief. Praise be to God. Giving thanks. It's like getting a new breath. It's like breathing in the Ruah, the spirit, when we've been holding our breath for far too long. Giving thanks lets you release that, lay down that burden. And every time you let out a little pressure from the pressure cooker, that's your heart. Then there's room for the Lord to breathe into you the truth and the restorative breath of the spirit. Make room for God. Hallelujah. Thank you. I let a little bit out right there. Thank you. Thank you. I read somebody say that this, this whole giving thanks thing, it didn't just happen. It doesn't just happen, but you got to work at it. You got to practice it. It's, it's like strength training, they said, for your heart. How do we make giving thanks a part of who we are? You got to practice. It's not going to come down from on high and overwhelm you. You have to give thanks. Give thanks. I want to take this opportunity to shout out my husband, Brother Keith, who yesterday completed the Rothman 8K. Thank you. And he's been helping me to understand what it means. And Reverend Pipe, when you run and nobody's chasing you, that's a thing. Took, took me a while. I wasn't convinced that that was a good idea. But over these last couple months, I have been running and learning how to run. And you have to learn how to run. You have to learn how to run. 
Uh, and one of the lessons that I've been learning over these last few months is that running is a full body activity. I couldn't understand when I came home one day from running why everything in the middle hurt. Because I said, it's just supposed to be the legs. Why does everything hurt? But it's a full body activity, Reverend, if, you, if you're doing it right. It's a full body activity if you want to go the distance, if you want to develop endurance, if you want to be strengthened from the inside out for the long run, if, then you've got to use everything. I had to learn, keep your eyes up, uh, uh, keep your shoulders down, uh, uh, keep my torso tall, keep, keep my legs and my feet and breathe. You got to keep breathing. Running one step at a time, y'all, is a full body experience. What are you telling me, preacher? It's just like giving thanks I told you to practice but this is what we need to do you scan yourself how's your heart is it giving thanks in all circumstances uh, what about your mind sister is it giving thanks in every circumstance in all times if, if you can stand up do you if you can lay prostrate do you do we all the parts need to be involved Even when you're tired, I don't want to go today, especially when you're tired. I don't want to give thanks. Not right here, not right now, especially when you're tired. Give thanks and keep practicing. Even when it hurts, give thanks in all circumstances, especially when it hurts. You say, ouch. And you say, thank you, my God. How long, oh Lord? And you say, merci, mon Dieu. Thank you, my God. And you say, Lord, will we ever be healthy again? Asante Muguangu, thank you, my God. And you say, where are you, Lord? I don't see you. And you say, gracias, Dios mío. Thank you, my God. Help, Lord. And if you don't have the articulation of speech, you say, Thank you, Lord. In all circumstances, you got to give him thanks. Who? Sisters and brothers, those who have given their life to the Lordship of God, this applies to you through the salvation of Christ Jesus. Do what? Give thanks. When? In all circumstances. In the opening scene of a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Like you should just watch TV, run, and, and, and look at magazines all week. His sister Sally, Charlie, and Linus are all outside discussing the upcoming holiday. That's where y'all are? Okay. Sally is especially frustrated, and, and she told the boys, Linus and Charlie, she told them, she told them that this is just another holiday. And she was angry. She said, this is just another holiday when you're in school and they make you do stuff. You know, you cutting th turkeys and tracing fingers and all of that. And then she said, what do I have to be thankful for anyway? Well, Linus, he rebuked her. That's church word. He rebuked her and her complaining. And he goes on to tell her the history of this holiday and tells her that she should be excited because she lives in America. And this is the first country that decided to make Thanksgiving a holiday, a holiday, a day dedicated to giving thanks. Thank you, Brother Linus, for the information. Thank you for the encouragement. But what we know, Brother Rasheen, is that on the fourth Thursday in November, that's just one day. 
What we know, brothers and sisters, saved by the blood of the lamb, called by God. What we know is that we don't need a national holiday. Am I by myself? Because somebody said every day, every day is a day of thanksgiving. God's been so good to me. And every day he's a blessing me. You, sisters and brothers who belong to Christ Jesus, we're not just charged with this instruction, but thanks be to God that we are equipped and empowered by the Holy Spirit to do just what God calls us to do. We have everything that we need in order to give thanks to him in all circumstances. Because this verse 18 said this, this is God's will for you and me, whether you like it or not. This is God's desired purpose. This is God's choice for us. The message says it this way. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. Could not be more clear. But why, Lord? Why is it your will? For, why do you care? Come on. Why do you care whether or not I give thanks on Tuesday when they got on my nerves, in all circumstances, whether I'm up, whether I'm down. Why does it matter, Lord God? Why? Why do you want me, me, Lord, living now in Jesus to give thanks, to, to make an act of thanksgiving, to commit my whole body to give thanks to you in every circumstance? Why do you want me to practice, Lord? Why do you want me to use everything I can to give you thanks, to be obedient to you as an act of thanksgiving? Why is this important, Lord? Why in every circumstance? Because I know, I know the Bible said if I don't say it, if I don't sing it, if I don't dance it, if I don't serve, if I don't wave my hand, Lord, you said that the rocks would cry out. So why me, Lord God? Why should I be concerned about this? Why is this your perfect will for me? And I don't know, church, could it be? Could it be I'm, I'm waiting for the Lord to give us clarity about, about why this is his will for us? Could it be? Could it be I'm just asking, I don't know. Could it be, Lord? That you want me to give thanks to you in all circumstance because in every circumstance and on all occasions, I'm still saved. How about that? Give thanks in all circumstances is your will for me. Could it be? Is it because we don't know in every circumstance you want us to give thanks to you, Lord God, because we remember that it's Jesus' blood that still covers me? Help us not to take you for granted, God. Is it because we don't know for sure? Can you let us know, Lord God, whether or not this is your will for us? Is it because in every circumstance, your Holy Ghost still walks with me? Do you have to convince us? And I'll give thanks. We will be obedient doesn't mean it will be easy but you've told us that your Holy Spirit is equipping us and empowering us 
to fulfill what your word has told us to do. And so here it is. We will give thanks. And it's only Sunday. Imagine what can happen between now and Thursday. What happens when we show up already in giving thanks? Thursday is not here yet. And communion Sunday is not today. But the Lord is here and we are communing with him. And so we too will offer up the bread. Our bodies broken for you, Lord. In the way that you were broken for me. And we will give thanks, Eucharisteo. We'll offer up the cup. Your blood spilled for me. And I'll offer up my mind that you've been keeping for me. And I'll offer up, you get in this wherever you need to. I'll offer up my heart, which you've been regulating for me. And I'll offer up this praise which you send through me. And I'll give thanks for this word, which you preach through me. And I'll give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks for he has given Jesus Christ his son. And now, hallelujah, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. Rest on your feet if you're in the sanctuary. And now, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the awesome God to whom we give thanks today. He's brought you here not only in this house of worship but he's brought you across this broadcast because you're like what is this church I've got on here but you stayed with it because the spirit of the living God had drawn you. God is calling you today to become a part of his family. All you got to do is say yes. Jesus paid it all 
He paid for all of our sins. All of our sins. So how about letting his payment for your sins be appropriated to your account today? And then you will be able to give thanks in all things. And I heard somebody say, well, I know this circumstance here. God can't expect me to thank him for that. But yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He's been even using pastor to teach how all of our sufferings, all of our hurts have been ordered for us by the Lord. By the Lord. And so Ephesians also teaches us in chapter 5, verse 20. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. No matter what it is. And it's an act of our wills. But we can't thank God if we don't know him yet. Because even as we know him, it still is a struggle. But as we get in his word and learn his word and his word becomes part of us, then we can see what he's saying to us, what he's showing to us. But somebody doesn't know the Lord today. And so he's inviting you. Don't say, I'm too young. I can't come. I, I don't know. Can I come? Yes. Yes. God says the one that comes to him, he would in no wise cast us out. So no matter our age, no matter our age, and you haven't lived too long and gone too far for God's hand of salvation not to reach out to you too. You say, God couldn't possibly want me because of all I've done, everywhere I've been and what I'm involved in with today. God says, yeah, especially you, especially you. Come. He said, come unto him all who labor and are heavy laden under sin. That yoke of sin is heavy. He said, take his yoke upon you, for his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So if you're carrying the burden of your sin today, and even you may already be saved, but you can't believe what you got yourself hooked up into. You know you love the Lord, but somewhere along the line, you, God was taking too long. And so you decided to fix up your own stuff. And then fixing it up, months later, you found out you had made a really big mess. God says, come. Come today. Cry out to him. Cry out to him. And ultimately, you'll give thanks for the mess that you made because it drew you back to him. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So somebody in here needs to make a fresh commitment to the Lord. You say, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how to get out of this situation. God said, I'll get you out. I'll get you out. But we just have to trust him. So if you need to make a fresh commitment to the Lord, or if you found yourself in some circumstances that you know are not pleasing to the Lord, and you do belong to him. God said, come on today, and he's going to show you how he can rectify that for you. And then somebody else, you just need a church home. You come, you've been visiting, you've been online every week, every week. He said, I kind of like this church. Well, come on and come, come, become a part of us. Become a part of us because your gifts will be needed here. You will be a blessing to us, and God will use us to be a blessing to you. So somebody here today, if you need a church home, come. If you need to make a fresh commitment, come. If you need salvation, come. If you need to be born again, if you need a new life, if you need a new attitude, come. Come. Don't worry about what the person next to you is going to think. 
as my first pastor used to say ain't nobody else got a heaven or hell to put us in but god so why does anybody else's opinion matter so whatever you're in need of and when you make a fresh commitment to the lord it doesn't mean you've been in sin somebody just needs to say i need to get that that fire i had when i first met the lord somewhere along the line i let things put my fire out a little bit i'm not as enthusiastic as i used to be and i want to be committed again afresh anew praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord we got a few want to make a fresh commitment today hallelujah 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 i see you at home i see you in the spirit at home i see you yeah you stood up you put your arms up and god is right there with you as you make that fresh commitment to him in your living room